0: Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. The Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team.
1: How to make a house, the house you're in or the house you're looking to buy, new for you. Have you ever felt like when you go through a home, even your own home, and you think, hmm kind of old. It's not feeling like me. It's not feeling like who I am today or you're out looking for homes and you're you're not even able to picture yourself in that space because it doesn't fit you the way it currently is. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me. Couldn't yes. fit me at all. And so I'm yetta Decker. I'm Candace Decker St. Louis. <laughs> I love that. She is Candace Decker St. Louis. And we kind of thought the whole family should change their name to Decker. And it was a consideration. It was. And at this point, they're Decker St. Louis, and that works all right, too. So even though we've been at the Decker team really helping Mm -hmm. you, helping our clients, well, over 2,380 of them, families, Mm -hmm. over the last 30-plus years, turn their houses into homes and thriving at life at home, For us, we had to figure out how to learn how to do that for ourselves because we didn't always know how to do that. And there was just that one day where we watched somebody interact, I watched somebody interact, and I Mm -hmm. thought, "Hmm, I wonder if I can thrive in my own house. Mm -hmm. And that began a journey of learning, of educating, of experimenting, of testing on things, and now not only are we living a pretty full, abundant life, we're able to help others do the same. So we're so grateful that we get to journey with you in moving forward in our lives. And that's what the Inside Track is all about. How do we make our houses, not just houses, but homes that we're loving and thriving in? Mm-hmm. So today, Candace, why are you so excited about this? Yeah, so I'm really excited... Um... About helping
0: other people see it as their home and not someone else's Um, Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things I I love to specialize in is helping clients see beyond what's really there Um, and so whether we're looking at a home to purchase or they're already in it uh, making it work for them yeah, so we've really broken down to three and a half groups uh, of changes you can do to your home based on cost.
1: Yeah, based on the, the investment. And, and mm-hmm. we're going to use the word investment and cost somewhat interchangeably, mm-hmm. and yet we will let you know when we get to certain categories, category 3.5, <laughs> that almost all of the things in that category are actually an expense, Not likely an investment, other than an investment into your family, an investment into what you want for yourself, not so much um, the the distinction maybe between investment and expense, not so much cost, because there's a cost associated, whether it's an investment or an expense, there's an outlay of cash, Mm. is whether it increases the value of the home. Right. And so even the things that are in the three categories, one, two, and three, could be a true investment or they actually could be an expense. Yeah. Depends on how um, out of line the things are currently in your house mm-hmm. or in the house. In the house, yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And so, Candace, number one, what is that first... Price point, And we're broken it down into price points, and then we're going to give you examples of what things you ought to be able to do for that price point. Mm -hmm.
0: So the first number one is under $3,000, minimal cost to do.
1: Yeah, and this isn't that you can do all these things for $3,000. No,
0: they're suggestions of what you can do.
1: Right, and many of them could be done for under $3,000, even chunked together, because some of these things only cost dollars. I don't think anything costs pennies anymore. Things (laughs) certainly cost dollars. And you're going to double the cost, we're going to call, probably if you have someone else do it for you versus do it yourself. That's right. Sort of. And here's why I say sort of. We have been into way too many houses, and at this point I am not going to use any names because I do want to protect the people that have done this. And that is they've done the work and they've actually devalued the home. Mm-hmm. Because the work wasn't done in a fashion that increased the value. You know who you are. I mean, there are certain things I shouldn't do. I absolutely should not paint. Because if I paint, even though I paint a beautiful color, I'm going to paint poorly. The ceiling, the trim, the (laughs) the areas that aren't looking for that color paint. Right. The edging is going to be off, off, out of line. And so I'm actually going to devalue the home. I would have been better with an inferior color or maybe even slightly dirty paint than paint. In places that didn't belong. That's right. I want to hire a professional. So what are some of those things that you can do in a home, Mm -hmm. uh, either yourself or hire somebody that are under $3,000?
0: So you mentioned paint, so that's number one. Uh, Painting the house, whether it be uh, fresh trim, uh, it always gives it a fresh feel, doors, um, those wear and tear areas, and then color as well. So colour really has an effect on our mood and I was talking with my daughter the other day about it actually and we were saying how she really likes orange because it's a warm colour and it makes her feel happy and not everybody feels that way about orange. And um, she was also talking about teal and blues because they're calming and they make her feel relaxed so um, her room is actually in the blue tone and teal tone and she walks in there feeling like this is where I want to be. As long as it's clean, of course. <laughs> of course. And she's even had her like her grandmother come in and be like, this is a relaxing room. I feel like I'm at an oasis. So uh, color really affects as well as a good paint job, as you mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, moving on to the front door, uh, the entrance of your home, mm. making that... Um, A color that excites you or a door that's functional, not sticking all the time. The last thing you want to do is come home and go to that front door and kind of be deflated as you walk into your house. Right, because as
1: soon as you walk into your house, if you're feeling glum Mm -hmm. or sad or a little exasperated because it's either hard to get in or it's a color that doesn't brighten you, doesn't engage you, or feels like your mother's house because it was your mother's house. And so therefore, even if it's a color you love, but it feels like somebody else's house or a door that is familiar to you from your childhood. Right. Right? Same color is something you used to walk through. All of a sudden you can feel six years old again, even though you're not anywhere near six years old. Mm -hmm. So choosing something that feels like you engages you and brightens your mood because if you walk into the house and you're already feeling kind of off, yep. the whole family pays. Yeah, It's not only you that pay, every person in your family emotionally can't figure out why you're kind of miserable or not very nice to them and it's just because it wasn't nice coming home. Mm-hmm. And these things, so many of these things are unconscious. They're yep. not on a conscious level. No there are times when we respond, well most of the time actually, we respond to our environment unconsciously.
0: Yeah, so for an example, very quickly, I um, moved into my mother's house, I bought it, my father's, I should say, my parents house, and for years I was coming home feeling like I was visiting. And one of the big things I did was a little bit of gardening in the front and then also the front door, I changed it from their color to a color that excites me. And I found once I came home, it took me a while to do it, but once I did it, every time I came home, it was like, "Huh, oh, I'm home. I'm not visiting. It excites me. And uh, I actually, three years now since it's been blue, and
1: I have a smile on my face every day I drive home. And who doesn't want to smile on your face every time they come in their front door? Yep. So that's a good one. The other thing you can do is counters. Yep. Countertops can change the feel of a kitchen or a bathroom. You may not be able to do a full onslaught of granite. We're going to talk about that in the medium cost. So there's some of the things that we're talking about to make it feel like yours that will actually fit into different categories of price depending mm-hmm. on the quality or a uniqueness or exquisiteness of the item you're upgrading with. So a yeah. traditional Arborite counter. Or
0: even um, in a bathroom, uh, I did this once and in the lower level, I changed the top of the counter, which was an old almond sink and almond colored counter Arborite. And then we changed it to a granite with um, an undermounted sink. And that was uh, definitely under $3,000. I think it was around a thousand, less than a thousand. And it felt so fresh in there and uh, modern, even though we didn't even change
1: the uh, cabinet. Right. So the next is the yeah. vanities. Yeah. You can replace bathroom vanities. You can even replace some cabinetry te- cabinet in the kitchen for under 3000 especially if you're just surfacing. Mm -hmm. If you're face surfacing the cabinets or the doors and keeping the actual cabinets the same, you can often do that, especially if you're doing the paint yourself or even taking them off and taking them to a custom cabinetry maker Mm -hmm. and having the doors shot a new color, stripped down and reshot, and then changing handles. Yep, that that
0: I've done too, and that changes it either on your doors throughout the house or your kitchen cabinets or your bathroom, Um, it can really freshen up a space.
1: And one of our clients, Claire and Andre, just very recently were looking at a house that they thought the floor plan was really good, Mm -hmm. and yet it didn't feel like them because the furnishings were just not... They were beautiful, and they were what you would see in a magazine, but they
0: weren't what she would call home. So she had a really, they both had a hard time seeing the house, Mm. um, that it could work for them because they aren't out of a magazine kind of living. Right. And so we uh, looked at some ideas of changing a few accent walls, putting up different uh, curtains, light fixtures, and now they're in it and they absolutely love it and it feels like home. It's not someone else's house.
1: Right. And sometimes, and in this case, it actually took Candace as their realtor mm-hmm. to advocate for what it would feel like and look like when they made minor changes. And it was under $3,000. So, I mean, it was minimal, minimal, minimal to take something that didn't feel good to them, didn't feel new to them, because to, it wasn't an old home, And now make it feel new to them. So sometimes borrowing the eyes Mm -hmm. of someone else can be a vital part of the journey of making your house new to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because and and it takes a little bit of confidence in the person because you're you're having to trust that they can see what you can't see for yourself. There is certainly a good portion of the population that can see for themselves, that can walk in and go, yeah, with this, (laughs) this, and this, it's going to feel like me. And yet there's many people that can't do that. So you don't want to bring 20 people with you to your inspections and to your showings. (laughs) However, your realtor may be able to help you. It's something we love doing because it is the way we see the world is not what's there often we see what could be there knowing what's important to a person or bring a friend that's an interior decorator or hire an interior decorator to come with you to help see what is there with just minor shifts because although houses will sell for more money that are beautifully decorated and beautifully furnished, they actually sell for more money. You've heard us talk about this on previous shows or episodes, Mm -hmm. so you may wanna go back and listen to that. And yet it doesn't actually increase the value of the home per se, except you get more money for it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you do these things to get ready for market, why not live in your space in a way that feels great and new to you? What else can we do?
0: Uh, The one that's huge for me is Stipple. The popcorn ceiling, um, famous in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. Um, still out there. It's still out there. Uh, it's definitely, when you're building a home, an extra cost to not have it. Um, but when you're buying resale, it's really um, a low cost to remove it from rooms, usually your main level family room, living room, those sorts of areas, especially if you're doing it yourself. You could also hire someone, and it just makes it feel like
1: it belongs in today's world and modern. And so a little tiny tip on that, if mm. the popcorn ceiling, and even the one of the sparkles from the 60s and yeah. 70s you used to pay more money to have nice sparkly pieces added to the stipple it's very cool yeah um and designs and all that sort of stuff if it's been painted if your stipple has been painted it actually is a very messy messy job to get the stipple off the ceiling because you're really having to sand it off you can't really scrape it off so we'll sometimes test in a spot you can usually tell by the shininess of the paint um not always if it's been painted since the house was built, because the age of the house does not denote whether it's been painted or not, because ceilings is one of those things that some people never paint, Mm -hmm. and it's something that other people paint regularly. So if you have a stipple ceiling, you wanna test a little spot, very simple to do, a little bit of water in a spray can, and just wet an area and touch the stipple with your fingernail, just in a very small spot, If it comes crumbling off, then you can be pretty much rest assured that you could spray the whole ceiling and simply uh, use a putty knife and scrape it all off. If it's been painted, it's a big job. Some people will choose to put an extra layer of drywall on instead of scraping. And drywall is pretty inexpensive, so you can still likely do it. Well under the $3,000, especially if you're just choosing the main areas in your room. Mm -hmm. The bedrooms, you notice less. Yeah. You don't need to do those. Unless you want to. Yep. Right? Sasha has certainly done that. We've done that. Yep. Right. So other small things is pot lights Mm -hmm. will dramatically change the feel of a house. Yeah. So even a
0: basement, it's pretty common to have the typical... Lights that are inexpensive, which most people refer to boob lights. <laughs> That's yes. right. I couldn't hear your hesitation. I <laughs> thought, I know what she wants to say. Yeah. I don't have another word for them. But And then uh, installing pot lights instead. Um, definitely a time-consuming thing to repair the drywall and paint, but uh, well worth it. It brains up a room.
1: Yeah, and sometimes yeah. the electrical can be a little bit pricey, so you want to make sure you get somebody in there that can help with that. Mm-hmm. Another thing is trim. Yeah, so changing the really minimal trim to a
0: higher trim, or also adding a piece of trim. We've done that before, about an inch above the cur- current trim, and it's just like a um, a chair rail you know, molding, small, and you paint all of it, including the wall in between the two pieces of trim and then it looks like
1: one giant expensive piece of trim (laughs) it does and also going to a flat trim will considerably modernize or shift the feel of the house changing out toilets is a very inexpensive thing another thing to go in that three thousand under three thousand light fixtures is another thing changing out light fixtures in certain rooms and mirrors Changing out mirrors and bathrooms can be really, really valuable. And the list could probably go on significantly longer. Yep. And yet we want to get out of the one to three thousand and move into the medium cost items. So the medium cost items could be things like removing paneling. Yep. That's been there and replacing it with drywall. And medium, we're going to say between three and ten thousand dollars. That's right. If it's only one room, this might fall into the low cost items or the low investment items. And you can also just paint paneling. And in a lower level, in a really in a basement that might work well. In main living space, probably better just to remove it and replace it with drywall yeah. and paint.
0: What else, Candice? Uh,
1: bathroom remodel.
0: We talked about that a little bit. You could do the whole whole bathroom, a new bathroom for under 10. Generally. 10. Yeah. Depending generally. on how crazy you want Yeah. Wanted. Yeah. Of course. And then small kitchen. Um, we've done like a small apartment kitchen, those sorts of things, townhouse kitchens. Um, and then a fence, small fences around the area. And you could open up a wall to make it feel more welcoming. Uh, It's pretty popular now to open up a kitchen wall to a family room or living
1: room. Right. And that could take you from medium to high cost, Mm -hmm. depending on whether you have to re-support Whether you can open up a little bit of the wall and put some supports in, just vertical supports, or whether you have to do supports right across the basement, whether, what it, what does it require? Mm -hmm. And that depends on how the construction is. So you're going to want to look very specifically at that and have somebody that has a structural engineering background to really look at what can I or can I not do and then what is the cost associated. Because sometimes it looks simple and it's not. not. So you move from medium to high cost, and then again, some of those expenses, if they get too high, don't actually increase the value of the home sufficiently to make it worthwhile, right? right? Other things you can do, and I know you just had a family do this very, very recently, and they were looking at the house, and it had what I would refer to as the green giant, yes. which is green carpet, All over the main living space and it was large rooms. Yeah, it was in the dining room
0: and living room and they didn't even want to go see it uh, because of the greenness of carpet and it just felt really outdated, had dated furniture in it, older couple Mm. and they were a young growing family so I suggested let's just take a look and see what what can be done. And they weren't so certain, but once we got there, um, it was definitely a layout and a style of house that could work for them. Well, they loved it. They
1: loved it. Once they could see past
0: the aesthetics. Yep, yep. And now they've moved in, they thought they would handle the green carpet for a year or two, and very quickly learned, no they can't. And they've replaced it with hardwood, and it's incredible um, how how much it feels like their house and not someone else's now. And yeah. it's definitely their new home. Right, yeah. which is
1: fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, painting the exterior or adding some siding on the outside, depending on how much has to be done, that can greatly increase the feel of it being new and wonderful and fantastic from yeah. the outside. Maybe adding granite. We talked about countertops in the bathroom being done for under 3000 Probably three to ten, depending on the size of your kitchen. If it's a really big kitchen, it might cost you more than (laughs) ten. And depending on whether you want quartz or whether you want even, there's still people using um, different manufactured products that are very expensive that can be fantastic in a home and make it feel more like you, depending on the look that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to move us into expensive. Expensive.
1: With Number one little three. caveat. Okay. Coffered ceilings. Oh, yeah. You could probably do for three to 10. Driveway, as we're starting to talk about paving driveway, if it's just a resurface, you might be able to do that for between three and 10. And landscaping can go into all the categories, yes. depending on how extensive. If it's just a few shrubs and a couple of trees, it could go under 3,000. If it is a little more extensive and you need some walkways and you need interlock or a patio or a new deck, Three to ten, and depending on how extensive, we're now into the expensive, ten to thirty thousand.
0: Yes. So, as far as landscaping, you can do a lot of landscaping, decide- depending on the size of yard, um, but you can throw in like fences and um, concrete walkways, those sorts of things. Um, the other big one that most people like to do when they have a home mm-hmm. is finish the basement.
1: Or refinish the basement. Or refinish. Yeah. <laughs> it's less expensive just to finish it. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes it means tearing out what's there, which is exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. The layout, so personal story, the layout of the basement and the rest of it really was not to my taste. And yet when I could picture what I wanted just by ripping out some walls that didn't Many change walls. the su- <laughs> Yeah, all the walls. (laughs) Um, No, that's not true. It added some more walls back in. Didn't change the structure, and I could keep the supports by just moving walls 10 inches or 12 inches or a couple of feet, bury them into closets, rip out closets, do those things that now make this a phenomenal layout from very dysfunctional. Yes, absolutely. And what else can you do in the expensive, beyond change floor plan? Uh, You can add a bathroom. Yep, you
0: can change a floor plan, did you say beyond that? Yeah. Uh, Furnace and ductwork, electric baseboards, removing those and turning it into either,
1: well gas obviously is the most preferable. If you're in an area that has natural gas, otherwise maybe propane gas, maybe oil, maybe some sort of heat pump system, a ground source heat pump, these all would fit into probably the expensive because as soon as you're doing ductwork, that would require something and yet that is something that would increase the value of your home quite significantly
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah right for sure and it also helps with resale as well right so these things that we're mostly talking about are really for you for you so it feels like your home and your space and exciting and inviting opening up putting larger windows in depending on Where the windows are would fall into any of these categories, actually. Increasing the basement size of windows can so dramatically Mm -hmm. change the feel of your lower level and also the utility. Because if the window's too small, you don't have a proper regress way to get out. And you want to have some sort of exit strategy from a space that you might use as a basement, bedroom, or an in-law suite or something like that. So that could fall into any of the categories depending on whether you're cutting through concrete, whether you have to change the exterior finishes, what has to happen there. Yeah. And now into the expensive or very expensive, really, which is in the excess of 30000 could be 100000 could be a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, pools is a big one. An in-ground pool, and it's something you did just last year. Yeah, and so I didn't do it for resale. Um, You wouldn't do it for resale. No, you
0: wouldn't do it for resale. Um, I did it for my family. Um, Something to bring us together, something to get, like, fit and exercise, something to build the kids' confidence. Um, I have kids ranging many different years, from 6 to 18 And what activity can you do with all those age groups? Not much. Uh, Not play board games, that's for sure. So the pool is where um, we spend a lot of time now, and I'm so thankful to have that, even though it's not something I'm doing to sell my house. Right.
1: Right. But it could be instead of having a cottage or instead of vacation. So there's ways to um, understand the expense, and I'm going to say it's an expense rather than... A cost or an investment but is it really because it's an investment into your life mm-hmm. even if it's not an investment into the value of the home and you could spend way more than a hundred thousand on a pool by the time you had cabanas and fences and patios and yeah all that stuff and slides and play structures and ways to enjoy the pool however it you just have to look at what your budget is and really what works for you and your lifestyle additions is another one. And additions don't always give you a return on investment either, except if it makes it work for you. If you have an amazing yard, we have clients that have this amazing lot in the city. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Do not want to relocate. So it makes way more sense to expand the house because there's lots of room than try and replace the house because it's not really doable. Yeah. And so there were lots of times where additions could be a good idea. Large outbuildings, extensive landscaping would be some of those areas that would fall in under very expensive. Or maybe redoing an entire exterior could also fit there, right? Yeah,
0: so we've given you a lot of information. If you have any questions before you do... um, Expensive or very expensive costs, or things that you're not sure about, mm. give us a call. We'd love to uh, chat with you and walk you
1: through it. Yeah, because we're very happy to do a phone consult. You're welcome to send us pictures. We don't have to come to see you, and yet we can. So we adore that we get the journey with you moving forward together. We've got it.